My man. I'm dead. What are you guys saying? What's everyone saying? What's everyone saying? This is obviously um, <clears throat> round two of Lau's Wilder. <laughs> oh man. First, the first encounter. But at least we are all awake now. So that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. I think last time would have been. It would have been calm, but it would have been very um, monotone. 5 a.m. adventures not to happen. But yeah, um, hello, my name is Ruben, mm-hmm. and this is It's Not A Book Club Podcast. I'm here with the usual lot, <laughs> Kende, Come on. Zachary Kane Elliott. Um, <laughs> you're such a waste. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've just... <laughs> we've got some new tools. We're, we're, we're upgrading, guys. We're upgrading. We're up, um, oh, yeah, shout out, um, social work. Oh, love it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> allow the ad libs now but um, uh, shout out to social work for not officially sponsoring this podcast yeah, but unofficially being involved in <laughs> being cheeky knowing us being very cheeky yeah that's all that's it that's it he just knows us that's yeah, know us, so. it's cool it's cool um but yeah we <laughs> just read uh, flowers for Aldron. literally uh, just <laughs> it was some 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 people have just read screeched in <laughs> flowers for Aldrin by daniel keys it was written in 1958 and it basically... Um, Just before you start that, actually, shout out to Derek for recommending this to us. That's true. Shout out to Derek for He's the reason why we even are reading this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's very true. Um, shout out to Derek Orosu for recommending this book. Um, but yeah, the sh- a short synopsis of this book is it centers around a mentally um, disabled person um, called... Char- Charlie Gordon. Charlie Gordon. And he basically strives to um improve his intelligence oh actually to make friends well because that's that's probably more intelligence to gain friends and um sends around his character um he meets a doctor that helps or has a new surgical procedure that triples your iq it works um his iq improves dramatically um (laughs) let me do you want to say it fram Bro, There's three of us like, in the room. What? Go, actually, go on, Ruben. Have your. Wait, I was listening, have I was your gonna, no, no. Have your time. This is this is a structure of the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, bro. I know you've written this down and you've memorised it in your mirror, but you know no, what I mean. Have bro. your summary. Go on. Go on. I will interrupt. Everyone you. has a summary as you pick the book. I'm aware. Do you know what I mean? Cool. Jeez, but yeah, sends on this guy mentally disabled. Um, his IQ improves dramatically, and yeah, um, there's uh, it's it. There are a lot of twists and turns, but uh, for me, I personally found this book um, very relatable. I'm not going to lie. I don't know about you guys, but um, because I've got a mentally disabled uncle, um, basically exactly the same disability as the main character, um, it kind of hit home. I'm not going to lie. This is the first book ever that's actually made me cry at the end, which is a bit mad. Um, And even now, like even thinking about it, it was it was it was it was tough to some extent so what what did what do you what did you guys what did you guys think of the book as in for you um for me it was rather quite interesting i mean there's a lot of similarities there's a lot of things in there which i mean aside from the writing aside from the writing yeah Besides the writing, there was um, the book is quite relatable in terms of quite a few concepts that go throughout stuff like 
um, acceptance and like, I guess you understand yourself based off your family and mm. kind of looking back at that kind of history because the character himself had a lot of issues because of the resentment from his, you could say his whole family, but his mum was the worst. And I think sometimes we kind of, sometimes we can be like, oh, we don't really um, care for our parents or families. Um, you know, approval, but I think deep down it can really affect us. And I mm. think his kind of progression from the beginning to the middle to the end, because I think it kind of had that kind of distribution kind of chart where it just hops up with intelligence. Because uh, it increases and it decreases quite rapidly, actually. But I mean, instead of like, let's talk about the book in its wholesomeness, I'd rather us kind of, what what what, what part did you find interesting? Or what did you find interesting um, or what do you want to talk about in terms of... Because you obviously said that your uncle... Um, mm. So talk about more about that. Um, I think... Because obviously this book is... It's written in a very peculiar way. It's written as a report writing. So it's almost like a scientific journal. Um, if you have like a participant in a scientific study and they were just reporting how they're experiencing emotions, how they're feeling. It's like almost like a diary extract. Um, and as this book progresses... Um, in um well a lot well aligning with his general improvement of his, in, of his intellect you see that for how it's written so it's written quite basic and basically for instance words are um misspell misspell lack of punctuation lack of pun- exactly lack of punctuation and at the beginning it's, it's incredibly hard to read just naturally even though you can read it it does feel like you're reading like a five-year-old it's quite frustrating yeah it's but not then as, not as bad as um Clockwork. Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. It's not about that, but, but yeah. I think there's a genius in the fact that, like, you're almost um, traveling through the story with the character. The character. So mm. it's like, okay, cool. Because I found anyway that I kind of like acclimatized to his language after like the first couple pages of reading his like broken English or whatever he was writing. Mm. You kind of get to grips with how how he spells stuff or how he misspells stuff. Mm. And you almost like, like acclimatize your brain to his level. Mm. Like and then you go up with him as he goes as up. As he improves. Like, yeah. which is interesting because it's like, you're, and it's kind of like mind control from the author. Cause you're like, I would say as well, it's kind of like, it's well written in a sense where it's not, it kind of gradually happens in a well, well written way. Like yeah. it's not that you can't really put a date or time from when it kind of, Bang! Yeah, he changed, and it's almost as well like the, like you can see it in the language, but also in the concepts that he's discussing. Like he starts mm. questioning things. Like there's a point that I noted early on when I think he asked why. Like it's just a very short thing, but it's like okay, he's starting to develop more of a consciousness, more of like an awareness of himself, um, which he didn't have before. And I feel like it's very smart, and like you said, it's very subtle, but very slick in terms of how he just weaves in these like yeah. yeah hints of him being smart and it just fades into this like thing of okay now he's suddenly like a genius um, but it's it's it's, a, it's as you said it's like a gradual progression in it mm. so as, you, as you're reading it it's i think like a notable bits what i found like incredibly like interesting and um quite like inspiration or for me quite inspirational that like as you he saw his improvements when he's like crossed out i think the my notable bit of the book was when he crossed out progress it's like spells progress yeah. p-r-o-g-i-s 
something like that. And then because it's out and spells it right, you're like, holy shit, it's actually working. Because initially he's very frustrated after he's had this surgery that it's not working. He thought it would be instantaneous. Um, and he was conflicted because he wanted this intelligence, as, you, as Ken they said, to get more friends, but also to show everyone that he's he's someone worth worthy of someone to be seen to some extent um because as a disabled mentally disabled person at that time in the it was finger centers around the 50s 60s so obviously extremely a lot of a lot of stigma you're an outcast and he was a 31 year old adult who was just doing the mundane even the language janitor they use you mm-hmm. can tell the language they use in the book is quite they use the word retard for example yeah yeah, yeah. and moron yeah. as well yeah, moron. And, yeah, yeah and stuff like that you could say is not politically correct nowadays mm. but it does definitely show its context mm. Mm. one thing i wanted to talk to you guys about was like this idea of loneliness in the book like as a theme because it was one thing that i picked up on a lot as as like a key thing that is woven into the text where we see obviously he's kind of He's kind of alone at the beginning, but he's also not because he's got the, 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 the like fake company of people around him who just take the piss out of him. But then when he gets more intelligent now, he is even more isolated, even more lonely. So it's like, I felt anyway that loneliness was like really like strong theme throughout the book. Mm. I was just wondering what you guys thought about that um, in the context of how you read it. I kind of agree, I think. But like you said, I think he's done it in a way where obviously it's written as a report, right? Mm. So straight away, there's a form of isolation. Like he, you're only going to see from his point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, like him increasing his intelligence to when it de- starts to decrease, um, you kind of, there's a form of empathy you kind of, you, which grows with him because you're learning. When you when you follow somebody, especially mm. like let's say in the book or story or film, you feel more empathetic towards their behavior or their choices because you've grown with them and they're, they're learning new things as you're with them. Mm. So I feel like this book kind of does that. And I agree with the whole isolation because in the beginning, um, he had his, you said he had friends, right? But some of them took the piss out of him, but some, they wanted to help him, right? But he kind of sort of, as a kind of like, oh, they're just doing Did it. Did you think he just felt sorry for them? Though? True, but in the same way, remember when he got smarter, he was like, I felt more human when I was, quote unquote, mm. like, mm. stupider. So it's this thing of, where, like, the grass is green on the on other side, but really and truly... He wanted to be smarter. He got. He wanted to have more friends. And then, wherever side he went to, he was still very isolated. If, mm. if anything, when he got smart, he got worse. So, do you <laughs> think that that intelligence isolates you? Because what I was thinking about was like this idea that people like to keep you in a box sometimes. Like if they feel like, oh, because clearly with him, um, they were happy to keep him in that kind of like, oh, it's just dumb guy. Yeah. Like he's the butt of all our jokes. Like it's not. It's nothing else, really. Mm. But then when he became more intelligent and more aware of what was going on and more resistant to what was going on, they kind of just didn't like it irrationally. They were like, nah, like, what's... And even he, like, saw... He saw, I think it was Gimpy, who, like, was um, stealing from the till or something. Mm. And he became aware of that. And he was like, actually, like, I'm not... I'm not just a passive observer to what's going on. And then he started to almost become a problem to them because he was so smart. Yeah, And it was like... But do you feel like you know, it wasn't necessarily a problem? They felt threatened, right? Yeah. And I feel like people don't naturally like intelligence just by default is a threatening mechanism for someone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and people don't like when someone is in is more intelligent or has a better understanding of the situation around them mm. because they feel threatened. 
and it's almost like this they people can accept you if they feel above you and it's really odd where it's this like this power dichotomy mm. where he, okay yeah when he was uh, mentally disabled and he was you know very dim you know he he just he couldn't rec- recollect his memories he just emotionally responded to what was in front of him you could control that there's a sense of control you felt powerful you felt better for, about yourself oh my god you know this person life's worse than mine and I'm actually, maybe i'm actually quite good I and mean, when he obviously improved it kind of highlights the negative aspects of yourself right and mm. essentially they all worked at a bakery they were they're always going to be at a certain level within society and as he improved with his intelligence they saw that oh, damn mm. he's better than us and then it highlighted their situation even further and we also wow, saw I'm... the monetary sorry go on mm. oh no no and it's like um for one of the bakers it's like fuck you know <laughs> as in like he when he, obviously when he improves with his intelligence he can sort out the um, baking the um, yeah. baking machine and like optimize it for like more efficiency making more, more money exactly he and makes more money as well I think yeah. when he, mm-hmm. and starts to do more shit exactly so it's like just in that moment you realise I'm never gonna get out of this situation so you start to your automatic response is anger and it's funny because one of my questions was like do you think anger comes with intelligence just naturally so even away from that situation just is it because throughout this the theme of the book is he gets more angry as he becomes more intelligent you know with the lack of naivety um and you become more aware of the world around you he gets angrier he gets angrier out of the injustices that are just you feel like could be easily solved with intelligence or, or logical decision making um angry at his past because how his parents have treated him and how his mother initially rejected him as a son mm. and then anger yeah, angry the whole, the whole at, of his life do you know what I mean so what, what do you think like, just naturally yeah intelligence I, I kind of no I don't think so. think about it right like how do I explain this so obviously intelligence doesn't um co-align with anger I think him as an individual right he was learning Mm. Right, and he had issues understanding emotion, right? So he couldn't actually channel um, certain emotions because he couldn't understand other people's emotions. That's because he was actually mentally unable to do so, mm. right? So when he started to learn other things, he had other emotions which he, he learned too. Like, for example, you could say love. Do you know what I mean? Whether, yeah. whether or not it was healthy for him or whether mm. or not it was love in a sense or, or lust, um, he was able to form more emotions than the ones, maybe the the five that he had in the beginning. I think, it's like saying like, it, just because, it's like saying only intelligent people can get angry. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, true, do you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. no, I don't think, um, no, I don't think um, mm. the intelligence and the anger came together. I think him getting more intelligent, he was able to manifest more emotions, cool. read more emotions. And then that allowed him to be like, and he's smart as well. He, he's like, hey, this is not right. Mm. This ain't right. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. then, do you think that, that comes with the increased intelligence? Because if he's like to be able to see with more clarity, like one of the things that he says as he gets more intelligent is that he's seeing or he's experiencing life w- with more clarity. And sometimes, like it's like, for example, if we go about our lives uh, blissfully ignorant, for example, like we're just happy to I don't know do the things that we all do, like. Um, go to the shop, do this, do this, uh, buy this product, do this, do that. And it's like, if it was able to be known 
the like mechanisms behind all that like way that we live um then that might change how we feel about it mm. do you get what i'm saying like if if it was actually found out that you know it's all predetermined and all these adverse that we see are just all like part of this like mechanism that's already been organized and already been set out like is it better to just not know and just keep living and just be blissfully ignorant or is it better to be knowing and angry about it because it's like, actually this is <laughs> kind of wrong and i feel yeah. like he reaches that point in the book where he's like so intelligent that he's like seeing it all yeah. like clearly and i think i personally would disagree with what you said about anger and i think it does to an extent because it's like you like because you can see everything so clearly it's like you're almost frustrated that you're like alone in that wisdom if that makes sense it's like Mm. like most people are not accessing that level of understanding but because he is and it's very isolating in that space it's like it's just him it's almost like why is no one else not realizing these things about the world that Mm. i can now realize when before he just couldn't because he was just not there true i guess but i mean i think in this in this scenario in this case he's kind of forming judgment and that's allowing him to be angry at certain things right Mm. because remember yes he's intelligent and might one might say it's kind of a substitute like it's not real intelligence because it's Mm. only temporary and it's Mm. and it's almost forced in a way in terms of time right because he's told he hasn't experienced experiment he's gonna triple his iq so this this intelligence in a way is only temporary for a certain amount of time so he kind of forces this Okay, I got to work hard. I got to do this to my degree, retiter. Mm-hmm. And there's in the part in the in the, in the report on May fifteenth, he says, um, "I find no pleasure in discussing ideas anymore. On such an elementary level, people resent being shown that they don't um, that they don't approach the complexities of the problem. Mm-hmm. And like these kind of statements means that he kind of tries to show his intelligence. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a choice that he made to obviously be intelligent, but also not to be." Um, humble with it or that's another point and do you see what I mean that's so just because well. your intelligence doesn't mean mm. that you now have power over somebody and that was his problem so that was his problem he kind of felt as if okay now that I'm intelligent I can level up and make new friends he kind of saw it as a hierarchy because at his, when he was it's, it's all about this individual right because when he's at the level where he's at the bakery and he had his friends or not friends when he did get his intelligence like I said earlier quote unquote he literally said he felt more human then. So it's like, you're saying about humanity, but again, it's like, it's 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 not binary, but none is it like good or bad. It's kind but, of like a choice that he made. Don't you think he feels more human because he's he's got company? Like as in... Like, yeah, we're simple, what me. Part of the problem... Yeah, no, like, we need love. Part of the problem is that and he, in the like hyper-intelligent stage that he gets to, he, he like... He's got no tribe because he kind of runs out of people to well, essentially, be able but to... Don't you think well, he, he thinks he has nobody. He, has to, he, he surpasses everybody. And when he gets to the level where he's like, oh, there's no one around. Even the professor or the research, he said, oh, he made a mistake. Yes. He was like, okay, I'm on top again. Do you know what I mean? Like, instead of him to be like um, kind of cooperative or be a bit humble with it, he decided mm. to be like, no, intelligence is a thing which puts you above other people. Because yeah. in his mindset, when he was at the bottom, he saw intelligence as a way to climb up. And also that's the, like, when he's at the bottom, you're right there. He, like, it, it was intelligence that actually was the, 
it was the like um system of hierarchy that he was like operating in. Do you get what I'm saying? So like yeah, he, yeah. he was at the bottom of that hierarchy, but he still saw that as the structure. Like mm. so the, the think, more so smart you, you get, the more higher you think that was like got. a personality trait. You don't think it was an uh, a product of um, his intelligence improving, like just his naturally his intellect improving. <sighs> I think tough. Uh, it's tough because I wouldn't say that obviously the hierarchy doesn't exist because it does. It does because he, he felt that way and people treated him a certain way because he was less intelligent, right? But it's like a thing of the higher you get up, the, the because you're higher up, you don't see what's below you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And like because you're at the bottom, you see what's like the injustice above you. But you just can't articulate it. And I think when he got to a certain level, he just like he didn't even look down. Do you know what I mean? And when he he was like, oh, uh, when you start to lose his intelligence, it was interesting when he was like, oh, I need a job. Like, should I go back mm. to the bakery? Like, are they going to think I'm dumb or what are they going to think about me? I'm thinking like, I don't think he was like. It was almost he needed a job. It was almost um, I. I need the place of safety, you know, and I need... Is, is that what he said, though? No, that, that's what I think he was implying that. Mm. I, don't, I, think that I don't think it was the implication was, oh, you know, I need to survive. It was almost like, um, where where's the place where remember, his, Charlie... Because he, he saw himself differently. He saw that person, that mentally disabled person, as someone different. Mm. You know, he was, was envisioning him in, in mirrors and having um, him formulate in front of him as this mentally disabled Charlie that he just couldn't relate with. You know, he was constantly struggling, you know, with that um, aspect of himself. And then he comes to terms with it where he's like, oh, you know, this is part of me. Mm. And that is um, shown with his um, experience with his sexuality and just being sexual with a woman, you know, because he struggles with that because um, his experiences as his mum has almost primed him to not be intimate with girls, just in general. Well, the mentally disabled um, um, Charlie, and that was very common why, back why, in the day. Why was and that, now, yeah, why was that? Because um, it's a sense of safety. Well, when you don't, a lot of mentally disabled people, um, they still have the same innate responses um, that any other human has. You see someone pretty, you're gonna get a boner. Do you know what I mean? And it's and obviously with uh, a person who isn't mentally disabled, you can kind of control that. As as yeah, guys, okay. bro, we, we, okay, yeah. we have bonus. It's, it's fine. Okay, go on, um, bro. This is not. This <laughs> yeah, why you getting, on, why you getting uncomfortable, fam? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying. So when you're mentally disabled, you have that, and then obviously in those situations, when you get in an inappropriate situation, you just clearly seen it does become. They always automatically, unfairly get labeled as predatory or. Uh, unable to control that, you know, yeah. innate responses, right? Because they are automatically. The assumption is that you know, oh, they're this animalistic human that will just ravage anything, and that's that's false. It's mm. completely false, and that's what his mother thought, especially with having a younger sister, mm. you know. And um, just him going back to what I was saying, just him getting over that, you know, and coming to terms with that, um, aligned with you know this, you know this mixture and this and this pushback of um, I don't know. Just him comes to terms with just being uh, that, that that the mentally dis- mentally disabled Charlie is exactly the same as the intelligent Charlie, and um, yeah, it's just he needed to, to take care of that character himself, you know, not the mentally, but he and when he regressed, when he realized he was going to regress back, I, was, I just wanted to quickly touch on a, a point. Did you not think like how the book is written? It's so in. Do you know the normality curve, the Gaussian curve, the bell curve? Mm-hmm. goes up and down yeah, it's exactly the same way with intelligence right 
So you have the extremities. He had seventy um, IQ, seventy IQ, which in the lower bands of um, of the bell curve, and that's at the beginning of the book. And as he improves, it goes up and up and up. And that's when the writing becomes more structured and you start to understand it. Yeah, that's what I said. And then it tells off, right? Distribution. Exactly, right? So I thought that's fucking crazy. I was like, wow, that's a really nice link. The book is Um, rather intelligently written. Like, mm. he, even the the reference to the bakery, right? Because those that um, are deemed to be mentally disabled, they advise them to work in places like a bakery or like a shopping yeah. because mm. they're able to they're, they're seen as quite uh, uh what's the right word um quite methodical mm-hmm. um because they and quite repetitive because they need that kind of, they their brains work in that way mm. and that's where they feel safe so they, they'll they'll be on time they'll be yeah. mm-hmm. at the exact time with exact do you know what i mean um so and arguably they, better workers don't you know and that's, and that's what they say so they can tell somebody okay you need to put the tomatoes this way mm. and you need to put on this shelf and and they'll do it repetitively and they'll do it well mm. and that's like i think maybe in that time maybe that was because that came out as early research or i don't know but then that kind of small nuances kind of shows that the person or the writer daniel obviously spent time mm. on this book and i think also, the writing style, like I said, about the beginning to the middle, like that kind of gradual change of writing. I don't know. That must have taken a while to do. It's yeah, impressive. Bro. Like, it's yeah, impressive it really because it's actually almost is. like he actually has to, like, as intelligent as the main character gets, the writer has to be almost above all of that, like, and then Managing contain it, it. Yeah. And then also take it down to when he's less intelligent. So it's almost like you have to be very intelligent to even write this kind of book because yeah. it's like, you're writing a character who who reaches like hyper genius level mm. and then comes back down again. You have to be able to like convey that in the text. Mm-hmm. And he does that I think really well. Um there's one thing that I wanted to ask you guys as well. Like on that point that we were just on, like what do you think is the purpose of intelligence? Because on the one hand we've said like it creates this hierarchy and we have seen that, you know, as he gets smarter he does make more money and he, he's able to like like um increase uh efficiency in his workplace and whatnot but what like what do you think is the purpose of it because it's easy also to get confused with ego and like you were saying about being humble and like when you know so much not lording over people or making it seem as though you're uh superior but and maybe teaching or whatever it is but what do you think is the purpose so Interestingly, so intelligence is always um, naturally aligned with the IQ test, intelligence, or in the, inter- the intelligence quotient, right? Um, and that history in itself is very fucking interesting because um, initially it was designed to categorize, um, or the French tried to categorize people, I think, based on that as a form of just, you know, um, um, categorization. And then um, it has been manipulated over the part of over the years um, for nefarious tactics. So, in, in especially with America, as 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 usual, the Americans used it um, as justification to subjugate uh, aspects or people. You know, um, necessary um, black people, ethnic minorities, mm. um, and justification that they are aren't as intelligent and then are lesser. Um, and it's all. As you really read up on the IQ test, it wasn't actually meant for that. And a lot of people base IQ as this intelligence representation of intelligence. And it's not actually, it's actually very, very um, 
complicated because intelligence isn't just this um one can't be defined in any formal way um it's very very subjective and it depends on the on the situation and the task given mm. right if i a good example if i gave an intelligent test to uh, uh, a human and a fish the fish is going to f- fail completely so you automatically deny oh that the iq test or that perception of intelligence mm. is you know but then, humans are more smart but as we've so i'm just using anagram behavior that's no, you know, yeah, no, fine it's fine go on so but as we've learned that if we tested if we then tested uh, a human to swim how efficient can that human swim and that was the testing criterion then the fish would be perceived more smart right and if, that example can be used in iq tests just in general where if you design it in a certain way and ask certain questions mm-hmm. so back in the day it was more about they realized oh shit a lot of these questions are based on things that a lot of the the black populace don't aren't necessarily used to it's not based on it's just based on their experiences growing up this isn't this is not an accurate representation of intelligence just the experiences so how could how can you then denounce someone as less intelligent than someone else and it just it was completely thrown out the wall uh, thrown out thrown in the air right and it's it's very hard to actively to this day say if someone is more intelligent than other right so in a sense going back to your question zach like intelligence i don't it's like you can even argue what is intelligence is it does that even really exist what what do you denounce as intelligence right i think everyone is intelligent in some form or way but it's it's whether you where do you draw the line where do you how do you accurately um describe what it is do you know what i mean and also i think like it has a pragmatic use because intelligence stored and kept and lauded is in my opinion meaningless like intelligence is only really or knowledge let's say is only really useful i think when it's shared or when it's like imparted like imparted on people because there is kind of like this fine line of like when intelligence is actually useless where like say you read a whole bunch of books and you learn a whole bunch of things Mm. and you use it in like elitist way that might be uh, all right so for example if um if for example you get to this guy's level of intelligence and you use it to like ostracize a select few from the, the the masses for example in a way that means that certain things are inaccessible to other people based on whatever criteria you have for intelligence whether it be iq or whatever it may be that for me is unproductive intelligence whereas productive intelligence would be reading all those books knowing all that stuff and then using that intelligence to 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 be able to impart that and explain that to people who you may deem less intelligent than you or less able to understand these concepts that you have understood and teach that to people Mm. that for me is productive intelligence whereas is that a term like an actual term no no i just thought of it okay cool no it makes sense it sounds like it makes sense yeah yeah, because like if he gets to the point where he's just alone like what does that what does it mean it's like you know it's like the whole like um cliche of a man who um a man woman whatever uh 
who uh, knows it all, knows nothing, or mm, whatever it is, mm. knows it. it's pretty much that because it's like I don't just believe in hoarding information or like hoarding knowledge. I think that's not intelligence. Do you see yourself as intelligent? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the question yeah. Easy answer hit that ad lib fam hit that hit that ad lib fam oh oh my god oh my god anyway no i do i do okay like, why why because it's hard to really explain like, i think that's what this whole podcast is about like understanding <laughs> <laughs> no it is it is no let's be honest it, it, like what do you mean she is like we're talking about the idea of intelligence. Like, I would say, like, I would say, like, if you break it down in terms of information, like, I had this list where I came up with, like, um, information, memory, learning, and, like, creativity, kind of, and being able to fuse those things together in some way that... Uh, no, creativity, dev- definitely. Creativity, yeah. creativity, creativity definitely is needed. Because I think... I think um i don't know i i don't really know how to define intelligence personally mm. but i think uh, but it's you, tough it's tough because you obviously want to learn and expand your mind but mm. then you do you do you want to expand it so far that you don't have anyone to wait is that intelligence that is maybe it's it pure intelligence but it's also maybe that's not like like you were saying earlier, human, like mm. maybe there's a degree of intelligence where you actually just know too much. Like, like you just know too much and it's actually destructive to living life because it's like, I but, don't know. But that's the thing. Intelligence isn't um, trying to make friends. Intelligence is trying to... This is the well, thing now. So if you're, I guess if you're really trying to strive for intelligence or like... Yeah, only supreme. That's not really the thing, but that's at the top of intelligence. If you're trying mm. to get the, to the top of intelligence, right, you're not really trying to think about what friends I can have. Like, mm. I think maybe that is a problem, and that's why it coincides inside of the book because he wants to make friends and he uses intelligence to get there. Mm. But then they don't equate to each other. In fact, mm. they're not even equal to. And and I think a few things you guys were saying interesting because. Although IQ, I agree with you, has no um, basis in terms of um, telling somebody how intelligent they are. Mm. I think it is a quantitative way of of describing somebody's intelligence because you've sat somebody down and says, okay, study this and that or read this and that and give me feedback. Because I remember even my tutor last year, he made a very good point about writing an essay and it's like, if anybody copies, if anybody copies, um, no, he said, we can write an essay about anything, right? So if anybody copies anything from anywhere, he will know, or reject, like reads it and rejects it back out. Like, he will know because he's read everything, basically. He if said he's, that. He's, he's read every student thing, architecture thing, whatever. I he's said, done check. Just... Whether, whether it was a bluff or not, yeah, yeah he said, he will know, innit? Cool. He said, the point about this course and about learning and going higher education is like, you're meant to read something and have an informative idea and then bring okay. something and then ask another question mm. right because i think sometimes we confuse the smartest guy at the party to be the guy who can you know repeat yeah facts. half the encyclopedia and really truly that's just memory exactly and one might say our oh, memory is also intelligent because you can remember a lot of things but if you can't translate that into a conversation or that's just in, recall into, ideas or an opinion 
it's it's useless 100 and what zach was saying about those three things i can't one of them was in creativity it's like i think for human beings in general to like kind of have a higher or like let's say an improved sense of living and ideas about the world we live in we need different schools of thought right because as somebody who thinks like a philosopher um their their brain thinks differently to one that is a painter or, or studies art, do you know what I mean? Um, and but we need these type of people to kind of push the human race forward, or one hundred percent in a direction where everything can make sense. Because we need intelligent people, regardless if you want to say, "Oh, he or she is too smart for us, and they're not friendly, or they can't, they have no social skills, they don't care." Do you mm. know what I mean? But even even then, because I I I don't know what I was reading or probably watching, um, but even then, because people always like to you know um, quote notable intelligent figures within history mm. within any domain like notable people pablo picasso michelangelo or you know Robert, einstein yeah, or yeah. you know what i mean mm. and a lot of people don't realize is that their intelligence or what they had found is a whole theory based on this and that they were just lucky there are people as intelligent around okay. around yeah, them agreed. but they are just working on um uh previous intelligent peoples or be just people pe- just general just normal people in to some extent research in that field and they found a eureka moment mm. oh i can do it in this way or oh this makes sense now based on something i've learned that someone has found out and someone has researched prior to me they were just lucky mm. right and that in itself doesn't mean they are as as intelligent as um more intelligent or as more gifted than someone else they just have fortunately found a way or designed a new thing that is just novel within that situation but that they given... still are like in a general sense more knowledgeable than most like is it they're still cool. in a higher plane of okay knowledge? okay so if you if i because um i i don't know you know because if i spoke to a football fan right and you know, Joe, Joe down the road, you know, goes down to a Sunday league. This accent kills me. You know, <laughs> goes, you know, gets gets okay, his, you know, yeah. Sunday roast every Sunday, yeah. you know. But his understanding of, you know, um, Charlton is to a T. Mm-hmm. History of Charlton, mm-hmm. 1960s, 1950s, the nuances of why managers made certain decisions in certain years. Um, the, um, the game plan. Mm-hmm. Right, set strategies for set games and set teams of that day, depending on the weather. Yeah, All yeah, of these yeah. little nuances that come with a single football match. And he spoke to him about basic arithmetic. He doesn't have a fucking clue. Would you then say that person isn't as intelligent as a person who has spent the same amount of time and has that same understanding of something as complex as like quantum physics? Right. What was the term he used about uh, intelligence? Was formative? Um, um, constructive. Like he had none of that. He like, could have been a manager. Charlton, Charlton. <laughs> what do you mean? You're telling me the guy knows everything about the chart, and if he really yeah. wants to use his intelligence, yeah, then go get the job as the manager. Then, but what? He, it's a choice at the end of the day. Right? Yeah, but I would been... also say, like, is knowledge about Charlton as constructive as knowledge about quantum physics in the okay. human race? No, 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 no. Okay, one hundred percent. Einstein's one hundred percent. But, that's, but that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, one that comes to an. Uh, uh, a subjective opinion of what yeah, we value, you are right? valuing yeah, do you know what I mean? stuff now no but all i'm saying is that just in general what you what you had described as being informative and mm. being having a critical thinking and understanding a complex understanding about a certain subject area mm-hmm. we p- 
pick and choose which subject areas are perceived to be more in, in, representative of intelligence which than others. Which is valid, no? I think it's valid. No, it's, what, it's, so, I don't, so, so you're so, saying no, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, <laughs> right, that's what right. I'm saying because cool. do you know what's mad? Because what if we, because obviously that person who has that deep understanding of Charlton, you, see, you hear that, we see that all the time, right? And um, if I think if you spoke to any single person, they would have that understanding of a some certain topic area where they just have a, a critical they have that fundamental breakdown of critical thinking skills and all of that uh, maybe not maybe not maybe not but, but i just think i just think that's more common than we actually let us than we actually really realize to some extent i agree with that and i think if you just channel that energy that they had for charlton into Maybe a physics or uh, 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 um, uh, arts mm-hmm. subject or whatever, it could be as brilliant as someone who has put that energy Absolutely, into Absolutely, but right? it's a lower cost of entry though. Like understanding Charlton, all it takes initially is for your dad to say, "Look, here's a here's a Charlton shirt, son. Wear this." Well, that's, then, bro, that's, over that's, time, you like grow love. That's patronizing as hell, bro. Let, let, let's right. hit, let's hit the defi- let's hit the definition no, no, no. of intelligence, it's right? True. The intelligence, the definition yeah. is. <clears throat> <laughs> the ability to learn or understand or to deal with a new trying situation I think this one's better though the ability to apply knowledge to manipulate one's environment or to think abstractly as measured by object, um, objective criteria okay Charlton so, hello so so in a way Rima has a point because thank you no no I didn't say you haven't got a point but I'm just saying that <laughs> he's useless when you talk about when you talk about Charlton like yeah I get what you're saying about knowledge I don't know Charlton. why I picked Charlton yeah but yeah their team it doesn't matter yeah. what team you choose <laughs> like, do you know what I mean team, I don't understand any team like, having yeah. that knowledge of that team okay fair enough like like you were saying the constructive intelligence would be the manager who is able to alright so here here's another question is intelligence partly the displaying of the intelligence or is it just having the intelligence because <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say we don't know is it there's so many I, different I, factors I, come I, to I, it. put I, that guy in the manager's seat yeah who knows all about Charlton. yeah he might be able to make all the best decisions because 100 the past the present 100%. what's going on well that's just based on opportunity right it is and i'm not saying that he's any less intelligent but i'm just saying that when it comes to um things that progress the human race we value those things naturally, like of course. Thomas Edison, whatever. Of course, of above, course, of course, you know, of course. Above. So based on your question before about intelligence, right, would you say, let's say in a room, you're in a room full of people, right? Yeah. The, the smartest person in the room, you'll just never know who they are then. Uh, if, if you left it at that kind of like well, philosophical, like... You, you, you show it, yeah. yeah, because you're saying like if you're intelligent, that's then... A good, that's a good If you're really question. intelligent, like would you, would, you know? would you showcase that, right? And if let's say in this room, right? Let's say that there's, there's a really the person in the room is there's obviously there's someone in the room that's the smartest in the room, right? But based on what you're saying, that you'll never know who they are because they'll never display it. Because if you're really smart, right, mm-hmm. they're never going to display that intelligence. Or if they do, they'll never boastfully do it. Yes. But but how would you? So how would you? So the point that? the point of the scenario how is that you... you'll never know. But are you, are you okay with that, or would you rather the most intelligent person be known? As in, but, whether okay. it be by saying, saying okay. something... Okay, so let they be do, known when they okay. need to be known, no? Okay, like, no, no, no that's, what I'm trying to say, that's what I'm trying to say. Is in like, uh, Let me give you an example. When I, the smartest person I've ever fucking spoke to was this guy called, um, just geneticist called uh, Nicholas Barton. And 
You just felt as it's it's fucking not a Charlton fan, no. Not a Charlton fan. No, it's not a Charlton fan. Cool, cool. No, no, but in terms of his understanding of the topic area was far superior than anyone in the room, <laughs> right? So, and but it wasn't just that; it was his understanding of the world around him, right? So, when you sat down, you just felt it. Mm-hmm. When you spoke, and he responded in a certain ways. Oh, that's interesting. Have you ever thought about this? And it's something he hadn't even fucking think of before. Like, Holy shit. Right? <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Mm. And then you realise that, have you never been in a room like that where they just give off that air of intelligence? They don't say anything themselves. It's just how they respond. It's just how they, <laughs> how they, um, they understand. Not even how they speak. Because I've spoken to people like, um, who are road. And I just know, as in like, wow, their understanding of just things naturally, they're just very intelligent. Um, I think it's about control, but, though. But, like, I think it's about mean? control because, like, you know, when um, when you when they say about like practice, for example, on an instrument, and they say like when you can play it slowly and accurately is when you've got it. Like, rather than playing it super fast one time out of ten, like if you can play it slowly and consistently and accurately, then you've got a certain level of mastery. And I think with intelligence is similar, where uh, like. One level of it, I remember when I was in first year uni and I read a couple of books, whatever, I thought I was smart because... Yeah, you are smart, fam. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you were. <laughs> but you, I remember you, like... You're a hype man still. I remember at that time, yeah. No, I remember that Press time. Press live, fam. I remember at that time. I remember that time. It was like... Like, it was all about just saying my knowledge and just, just like proving that I knew this stuff that I just read. Yeah, but actually... As you get older, and even with age, I think with age comes a certain degree of like maturity in terms of how you how you experience people and things and the things you know and how you let that out. And it's like being able to be controlled. Like you said, sometimes not shouting the loudest, but being able to give your input as and when it's needed so you, in the right way. Mm. Okay. I.e. that guy that you that you that mm. you're talking about. Mm. It might not be, you know, lecturing everyone or making them mm. feel like they're in a room of you know, like a lecture or whatever, but he's able to. It's a sense of adapt control, yeah. 100%. His knowledge yeah, to the situation. True. Do you know what I mean? That's very, very true. Because he's so big that it's 100%. like he can just choose what weapon mm. he wants to use That's for the very, situation. And I think the, situation. He, the guy I was speaking about did that completely. Mm. And you're and you're right. The person who chats the most, who is the most vocal, maybe the projecting even. Do you know what I mean? The person that's mean? talking the most is like got something to, sh- to prove or like. Oh, they've they've got themselves ready for this one party kind of or this event mm. to be kind of like because in a way I, f- I can imagine maybe the smartest person who's come to this event whatever it may be is silent because intelligence is about learning constantly about the world around you mm. so you've come to this thing to hear what people's concepts and opinions are yeah and you could leave thinking about these kind of things and then maybe formulating it in an essay or, or research or whatever. But it's not about being vocal or being physical in mm. your in your actions. But then again, then again, um, that could just be down to character. Because you True. do get a lot of, of, for instance, let's go back into the past and you have like notable, intelligent speakers, you know, vocal um, uh, panelists that speak and actually advocate for change, political change. They're just, you know, in, it, what they call it in just, oh, the fuck's the word? Like the Noam Chomsky esque kind of people that sit down, like Thingy Huxley, they like sit down and debate about um, um, Baldwin, 
um, philosophers have, really not, not philosophers just just critical thinking not critical what they fucking called um, just I can't believe I can't remember the fucking smart word. Dons. smart don smart don <laughs> they're smart donnies yeah yeah um, and yeah they were just vocal about it mm. and and they thought it was important okay I've, I've, I've been put on this earth and I un- have a un- good understanding of this topic I need to promote this and show and be a leader to some extent that okay yeah I, I've got I've got understanding and you guys are doing it wrong you need to listen to what I'm saying this is this is the right way and it's important to do that right mm. Um, so you do have people like, but that just comes down to character because one hundred percent you're gonna get people who are a bit more introverted, gonna sit down, you know, a bit more down to earth. And be like, you know what? I'm just gonna let the conversation move naturally and then have my input when I f- where I feel that's like needed. But you're gonna have other people who are just naturally just more just vocal, and that just comes down to personality, character, innit? it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanna. Um, Let's go back to the book. I was going to say, actually. It's very interesting what we're talking about. about Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. About the book, though. I feel like, for me, I mean, if I want to talk about my topic quickly, I mean... Yeah, what was your topic? It was about anxiety, right? Because he... I think the book had a power over him. It had a strong power in a sense where it kind of controlled everything he did because there was a constant reminder that he was doing... not. Not only for himself, right? But this experiment was to make more friends or to be liked, to be accepted, to be desired, right? And, like, the pow- power is, like, described as a way of, like, it's it's an ability to have, um, to manipulate someone else's actions, right? And I feel like the, the anxiety of um, being liked had the power over him. So I did some, like, reading about anxiety and um, through psychoanalysis therapy people saying especially like Freud or um, Lacan he was saying about um, anxiety being the only real emotion which was interesting and Lacan was saying anxiety is the only real emotion because every other emotion lies to you right because happiness or love sadness for example love for example you say it's inherent right but there are mums who can't what it's called, but when you give birth to some, if you have a stressful birth, birth weather, it's like personal depression. Yeah, you, you don't want to touch or even look at your Rejection, child. Yeah. And you, you, someone might say, that, "No, no, they still love them," but like they in that moment they don't. But I'll give you that is anxiety, and that's what I'm saying. Anxiety does this thing to you where it kind of it freezes you, and I think this book has this kind of power, which is interesting because I've done. Wait, hold on, I've got something here. So Lacan describes um, anxiety as. It's a sensation of the desire of the other. And other doesn't necessarily mean a person, but it could be an object. And I think he's made him so anxious throughout the whole book, right? He doesn't really... He's not able to use his intelligence when he does get it for the right uses, I guess. Or he doesn't... He's, he's kind of stuck in this place of constantly um, looking back, right? And I think... Staying on the idea of anxiety, like... Have you ever been anxious before in your life? And how how have you felt during that moment? Because I think everybody kind of experiences anxiety. And one might say anxiety is linked to depression. Mm. Um, but if you want to think on, on, on being anxious about something, it's like in that point in time, you've kind of been unable to identify who you are as a person because you're trying to project something else for somebody else. Mm. So if I can make sense of that, it's like, say for example, um, let's say you're meeting your tutor right for uni and you haven't done the work really but you know this guy is like proper gonna crunch you down if he ain't done shit mm. 
So you're anxious to meet him because you're thinking, right, am I up to... Like, you may have done the research, you may not have. Let's say you've done research, right, for the project. But you're like, I'm not sure if he's going to like it. I'm not sure if he's going to... You think all these things in here, and that makes you anxious, right? So, like, your identity now is now shifting to please his, the other. So you feel like because of that, anxiety is like the sole emotion. And, and yeah, it's a sole emotion because it's only... It's, it's something that you can't... It's almost like you can't defend it. Not you can't defend it, but it's also like it already happens. It happens instantaneously. You can't you argue that everything almost. Like no, that. but you can say okay. So for example, you're sad, right? But you're angry. You're sad because your mum got you water and you wanted smart water. Yeah. That's a preconception. You because you had you had a, an idea about something. So now let's say the day before. No, let's say a month later. Now you're like, oh, I like normal water now. Well, whatever it may be. It's just like all he's trying to he's trying to say that other emotions are basically fake you know like they can be based off your environment i don't know about that don't you think it's because we're like social creatures who care about what our like pack thinks that we have anxiety because true like if for example like um when you're talking i just wrote down this note real quick but like if you take um if you take for example the idea of like i don't know um the a uni example for example with the um lecturer and you feel as though, you know, you're fearful that he's going to react in a certain way. So you have anxiety about that reaction. Uh-huh. And it's like, if you are able to detach yourself from the idea of even caring about, like, the actual, yeah, like, people around you or even, like, humankind or whatever, like, maybe you can rid yourself of that anxiety, which obviously is not possible, which is why we're all, most people have anxiety about some things. Yeah. Um because we do care and we do we are invested in our perception do you get what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, like understand that, understand how that. we how we how that we is true but as well like you could kind of relate that to I, I agree with the fact that we all kind of desire um acceptance from our community or groups or families i guess you could arguably say as well like maybe not to the extent of fifty thousand people mm. on instagram and stuff without getting to that kind of realm of talk mm. i mean um i think that in the let's what the character he's kind of shaped and molded by these identities he have of people but projecting would, onto him. Would, would, is that okay? For instance, and, when he's got IQ of seventy, yeah, and he's working in a bakery, yeah, he he doesn't display anxiety; he displays happiness. But as I'm saying, in the beginning, he's happy, right? He describes it as being more human. When he gets more intelligent, he now starts to realize relationships they used to have were fake or real. Mm. Um, understand like his heightened awareness, w- like. Even towards the end, he didn't, whether but doesn't but doesn't that disprove the theory in itself about in anxiety? That, no, about anxiety. If it's only displayed with intellect or perceived perceived intellect, and no, someone that doesn't just, have that, just and because their base emotion is of happiness mm-hmm. or very reactive, then by default, anxiety isn't a true. But remember, emotion. he's an, he's anxious he's regardless. Happy he's he's happier, but everyone like like Zach was saying, everybody's anxious, but there's levels to it. In the beginning, he was anxious because he said he wants to make friends. So he was always kind of like, oh, when he's when he's got IQ of seventy, yeah, well, he, not true, that's actually true. He that's true. Everybody's anxious, anxious, right? Well. Everybody's anxious How? because he was like, oh, I'm doing this test to like get smart and get friends, and but when he does get to this stage, he's it gets worse because it's like he's now making all these identities to all these masks to please everybody's meeting now. His mom, his sister, um, what's the woman's name? Sarah, no, not Sarah. Alice. Alice. I, um, yeah, and all the, the girls and he's he's now seeing, mm. um. 
even even when he goes the, the when he's getting harassed by those in the baking shop or the uh, the bakery or whatever like, yeah all these things it's like he's he's trying to make master fit in everywhere he's going and that in itself is a job and that is making him anxious and i feel like for me when i was reading it and i mm. kind of when i read about this stuff about um let's even detach ourselves from the idea that anxiety is the only emotion let's just focus on the idea that maybe anxiety is the desire of of the other right so you're trying to please yourself with somebody else and i think it hovered around the whole book because it, mm. especially if you're reading through the report it's almost like a diary you kind of fed his brain through his brain and it makes me feel like right like he he doesn't really sit still he's he's very amorphous like amorphic if that's the right word and that's so uncomfortable for me. I don't know about you. But I think, like, I feel like, okay, so there's somewhere in between both your points where I think he is bored a lot. Like, he's he's minimally anxious at the beginning. Like, he's got one anxiety. It's just about making friends. It's not, it's not, it's not like multi-layered, multi-dimensional. Yeah. But as he gets, like, more intelligent, the layers of his anxiety begin to, like, double and triple and grow mm. and i think maybe you know is life bit like is it better to exist in a way where you are ignorant of like people's perceptions generally speaking or is it better to be hyper aware of them thus making you also hyper anxious do you get what i'm saying yeah i don't know i definitely see that in the book as it grows yeah um but I don't know. I just felt like his experience throughout the book was for me when I was reading. I was thinking this, although he's getting intelligent, is what he wanted. He was also realizing this is maybe not it. And true, the experience itself was quite. Why though? Why do you think he realized that? Um, wasn't it? There was a particular comment he made. Um, what did he say? I can't. I can't say verbatim, but he was basically saying. Um, he kind of preferred it when he was simpler times. In no, I remember shop. that. I think that was when he was, he was, he was mad angry, right? Yeah. And um, just... that was a page, uh, so funny, it was 167, where he's super angry. Mm. He gets a bit drunk and he's saying, you know, I preferred being... Um... When he's drunk. I... Okay, go on. <laughs> um, no, yeah, obviously when he's super drunk um, and then he's he's going off at a professor and a doctor, Strauss. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's basically saying, you know, arguably I was much more happier when mm. I wasn't. Because um, the professor was like, oh, you know, you're crass now, you're arrogant prick. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you're the best person in the room. And then he was like, um, don't you realize I'm unhappy? You know, I was arguably more. Sm- um, what, I, I'm grateful that you've given me this intelligence through this surgery, through this surgery. But then I'm also angry at you because I'm unhappy. And I was arguably much more happier before. So maybe I was actually better off. Maybe I'm worse off. And then the professor's like, oh, that's ludicrous. Da, 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 da. You know, um, and obviously it escalates a bit from there. Um, Would you guys trade happiness for that intelligence? That, like high level intelligence? Like, Ooh, that's a hard one still. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, can't lie. Um, I don't know. Arguably intelligence. Actually, not, let me not say that. I'll get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, say it. Say it. No, no I'm not going to say it, bro. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. So, wait, say, say it like intelligence so, over what? Over happiness. Happiness, yeah. So, yeah. Intelligence gets you girls. It's like, it's, but you won't be happy, so it doesn't matter. That's true. <laughs> there we go. 
It's mad, but when you're just dumb and like happy, like maybe. <laughs> no, imagine. Isn't there, Sounds isn't a bit there, boring. Isn't there, isn't there a balance though between like this is what I'm saying about being like it's like a biting point of intelligence for us. Like you can be intelligent enough mm. to exist somewhere in the world and be able to because naturally, like whether we will realize it or not, like intelligence does like elevate you in the hierarchy that is. The system that we oh, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna say intelligence. It just does. Okay. <laughs> Ruben says intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> He's been sitting on it anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You guys are No, I think we all. I, I would say intelligence yeah. as well. To would, be you, would you say happiness? What, like? Yeah, here you go. Intelligence and if not happiness. Though, music, though, no, be happy, it? it was your question. Intelligence and not happiness. All I need is my guitar. Like, arguably, I'm not even dead. Intelligence. I'm dead. Intelligence, yeah, without happiness. Are you serious? You asked the question, bro. Like, you're very it. I'm just asking because. Is that yes, what you we really said, think? We said yeah. full-blown intelligence. No, because... Right? And you're like, you're barely happy. No, like, Kenny made a good point. No, bro, like, that. if you're happy and you're just like... No, they just I can't be happy in England. Like, like, I can't really. not, England you know, is bliss, right? That's the same. But that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's absolute bullshit. Like, it's Why? just... It's, let's be honest. Like, yeah, cool. You can not know anything and, and just sit in pig shit. That's fine. But mm. we didn't get to this point by doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to keep doing that, then... Then work the fields and keep doing what okay, you want to do. Look but... at Friedrich Nietzsche, yeah. Like his his story kind of speaks to this thing where he like he's obviously a smart guy and whatnot, but he basically became so existential, whatever, mm. that I think I could be wrong here, sorry. But I think he ended up committing suicide. Taking his life yeah, or something yeah, like that, where it's he like did. But all philosophers yeah, all philosophers do yeah, that, bro. That's what I'm First saying all, no, philosophy is like, not a job, it's, it's, it's just thinking and writing stuff down. Oh, that's, no, that's, no, that's no, no, no. Be careful. <laughs> be careful <laughs> now. Don't, it's a hot me- Remember when you're in school, yeah, and they're like, oh, this person you will learn out today is a philosopher. You you like you think what like, oh def- what is that? You just think, oh but philosophy, what is that? Like, no, but it's, it's existential thinking don't about get me wrong. what it's, it is it's and amazing. what it's not, right? But what kind pneumonia, of... he died from pneumonia, I'm sorry. Skin, so oh. that was just called bullshit. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, Nietzsche, Nietzsche's mode but of thinking... you all agree to it, so yeah. shut up. Yeah, but, yeah, but Nietzsche's mode of thinking, he, he could have basically committed suicide. He didn't yeah. really care for the... Not that he didn't care, he was very detached from the, uh, the, world. the world itself. But all philosophers... That's a same thing with a philosopher. you have to do that. Because if you start... Because that's all I like to say, is you think about questions of the meaning of life what was before and what is after these are questions that essentially don't have any natural answer and as a human it, we think in black and white evolutionary just thinking yes and no but yeah. nature is in a sense in a state of gray and if you honestly focus on that but too much we just start to fucking deconstruct and start to because know, it's so vast um, man it's like ex- it's been left in the ex- universe exactly to, okay, find your way and ex- exactly what 100 and a lot of philosophers dwell on that simple fact that in a sense that they can't contemplate that something is unanswerable and they right? will die fine. with that being unanswerable and that's kind of to no, do. but then no, that, but that's when they get unhappy. But you, you don't strands. actually have to get unhappy because no, of but that. Some, some strands of philosophy is that, like, it's the complete ambiguous, like, ambiguous ability of life, and that's why they are sad, and because they can embrace that. I mean, one might look at them and be like, "Why are you so depressed all the time?" They're like, "Yeah, I'm depressed, but I'm fine with being in this sense of Fair depression." Enough. Because again, then there's other because philosophy is another school of thought, right? And mm-hmm. whenever you're in a different school of thought, 
transcending to another or trying to understand another group you're just like oh you're doing a lot like mm. if, if, imagine someone was sitting here talking to us about quantum mechanics theory and black holes and the event horizon you're thinking i'm trying to listen here but he doesn't know he or she is in a whole different realm of what reality is do you understand so i mean yeah we can sit here and say philosophy is amazing and, and this guy but what were you saying about nietzsche anyway you, I don't uh, think, do you finish your point i was saying i was saying basically that when you get to a certain like you were saying Ruben about just pondering these very broad unanswerable questions you you inevitably if you don't let go of that pursuit at some point and allow for happiness to be in balance an with acceptable that emotion, thing, yeah. how are you going to ever be a useful human being without driving yourself to the edge of of your mind because it's like even things that, that we're talking about now like this whole thing about like intelligence and stuff it's essentially it's unanswerable like we're just discussing it for exactly. the sake of it but it's not mm. something that we can say okay this is the answer end of this person podcast, is an accurate represent, representation of intelligence da 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 this is it mm. we could be here for the rest of our life exactly and, and essentially that's why this this, this episode is bullshit joking <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> No, as in no, one, are, yeah. one, one question. I'm just saying, yeah. I've got one, one, one quick question. Oh, no, no, this, this is <laughs> my brain. But, uh, <laughs> time, no, this is a time. funny. This is, this is a funny one. You better be okay. Get get the laughter. Ready. Would you? Would you? Um, crickets. Yeah, with the laughter. Get the laughter. Um, would you ever? Yes. Go out with a girl who's smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the toxicity, <laughs> the toxicity based, based on intelligence. Oh right. my god! Do you feel like yes, yes is a simple answer? You, you could okay, it's hundred percent. Cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that turns me on still. So, Ooh, okay. <laughs> so answer the question for yourself, then. No, yeah, no, honestly, too. Huh? I think, I think, what was that answer? So no, one hundred percent. I think a lot whispered. of no, 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 no. I, I can. It's funny because I, I would probably argue a lot of all of the girls I've seen have been smarter than me. But I've always pretended they haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. And then it's always been, I, 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 I like it that they are, but I always be like, oh, no, no, I'm, in t- I'm more intelligent. I try and trick myself. And they're, they're smart enough to be like, you know what? I think because girls are naturally just always a bit smarter than guys, to some respect. <laughs> yeah, always, yeah, well, depends, uh, it depends. It depends. Right? It depends. But, yeah. okay, if you if you met a girl who's on a, you, who you perceive to be on the same intelligence level as you, they're probably a bit, actually a bit smarter than yourself. Um, because guys just always have this weird power kind of thing. Yeah, right? so, so do girls. But anyway, wait, wait, do you? Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Um, yeah. And um, they just kind of just, kind of just like abide. Okay, yeah, this guy wants to feel like he's more intelligent. He just calm. Um, so um, yeah. Okay, that was a quick question. I thought this was gonna be a long discussion. I want to... <laughs> 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 it, was, it was open-ended, but it, it did end. No, but you always like, you guys are just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but you, okay. I told you, much like much like most of these ideas that we've that we've been uh, talking about in this podcast. So I mean, the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially it's was, been very open-ended. Was the last one is no, basically. Well, I always realize there's always a pattern. I don't know if my brain just does it, but especially his. Um, Ability to consume, I'm talking about the character now, mm-hmm. to consume alcohol as a part of a way of dealing with things. Um, 
it was similar to the last book. I think every book we kind of read always kind of correlates to one before. Mm. And, oh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? it? Has like a, I, I, sometimes I think about this, but I just don't say it. But yeah, the the, uh, the ability to drink alcohol, mm. and it did kind of deteriorate his intelligence, you could say faster, maybe. Because mm. when he did drink, he did there were Regress. mistakes. Yeah. The next report. But then what's he doing that to like... Chase yeah, some kind of yeah, chase something to chase some humanity back, maybe. Yeah. But at the same time, we all do that consciously. Yeah. He was like <laughs> dark, <laughs> but then Yo, that's the last book um, that reminds Still. me. That reminds me, Derek Rose's book. He's um what? drinking out. Or he at the end, he basically was drinking so much that I think it was ways to cope with his intelligence. <sighs> maybe Ooh. so. Man, it's crazy. No, nah, it's crazy. So, to wrap this up, we'll do oh, ratings. Have you, is it a drum roll? It's Get a, a drum roll and it ad libs. There's no fucking drum roll here. Bruv. There's no drum roll? Uh, I mean, no. post production. No. <laughs> we should have done that. You should have done that. What's going on? We've got a DJ. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying, I'm trying, I want to see some Erica Badu shit next time. That'd be right. That'd be. But, yeah, so. Wrapping this podcast up, how would you rate the book? That's a good question. I didn't think about that, you know, the whole time I read this book. I enjoyed this book. Um, it's longer than normal, 300 and something pages. But For a short story as well, I don't know yeah, about that. It was like, uh, oh, but, hardly but the length allowed the finesse. Mm. So it was worth it. Mm. I didn't think it was the longest book in this. I think Clockwork Orange was slightly oh longer. Oh my God, that book tracked. Yeah. Well. Uh, okay, let's be quick about this. I want to say 7.5. Mm. I think that's reasonable. I think most other people would be like, what are you doing? That's definitely a 10. And I, I completely agree with them. But 7.5, I think... I think it, it it's quite like a, a metaphysical book. You can talk about so many things about humanity, relationships, anxiety... You know, um, parents, um, acceptance, uh, mental health, mental disabilities, mm. um, language, mm. all these things, right? But, like, um, if you read the book for what the book is, just like a normal novel, it doesn't scream at you. You kind of have to dig deeper. So, 7.5? Yeah, 7.5. Should I go, go next? Yes, you will. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie, for me, um, this is this is my first 10. Wow. Swear down. This is mad. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time. Right. Um, I think this book hit me on a really deep level because obviously my uncle. I didn't really even really get to elaborate on that a bit more. Um but basically, uh he's mentally disabled. No fault is his own, it's actually um the doctor's fault. Um <laughs> He had a lack of oxygen and stuff and it was back in the 60s and, you know, my grandma was an immigrant and she was mishand- mistreated by the NHS and literally just handed a cheque for, for pit, whatever. But um, he meant disabled, you know, he's, he's um, similar to uh, Charlie in that he struggles to read and write and he's always, <laughs> as in like, even you know him, it's like, He's he's like my dad's older brother and he's like Uncle Della, you know, you know, he's mm. a funny guy and he, we like him, but um growing up um and understanding and speaking to him and just feeling the humanity within him, um, I just felt throughout this whole book and it felt like he was speaking to me. 
just more articulately. And there have been so many examples of that stuff because he, I've got a cousin, Otis, he's like a month older than me and he struck, he, I, I can see, every time he sees me, he always calls me Otis. Even though I don't look like Otis, you know, he's, Otis is taller, big guy, you know. Um, really and he's, short. And she, <laughs> Sorry, but, um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but um, I'm not that short, by the way. <laughs> if anyone's listening, <laughs> if anyone's listening, I'm, I'm not that sure. <laughs> um, Imagine the phone voice. Go on. I mean, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like, yeah. So, and he's always he fucking struggles. Like he always sees me and says, "Oh," and it, I always, "Oh no, it's Ruben." He's cra- he's angry. You can see he's frustrated with himself. So, oh no, yeah, I knew that's Ruben's 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 Ruben. And you know, he's always attempted to improve his writing. Um, and he's always tried. My grandma was a teacher, and you know, did the whole, you know, as they did in the book, sat down with him and tried, you know, and he just never really got the hang of it. He got close, but he never got the hang of it. He's always strived for that intelligence, and I think it kind of culminated on his fiftieth birthday, where, um, like we had this whole big celebration. He was like, you know, uh, um, love my, you know, everyone in my family, my aunties, brothers and sisters, are incredibly smart. They're all notable individuals lawyers doctors whatever he's like, oh i know i'm not that smart you know that's what he said um but you know i'm just happy that you know i'm in a place in which people love me you know because i try to be and um it's just hard it's hard you know i know i'm nev- never really going to be in a in a relationship i know i'm not, never really going to have children um but it's just it's just hard and it, i think from that and then reading that book, it just it just hit home. Mm-hmm. It just hit home on so many different levels. And unless I think maybe I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit biased, thank you fuck. But just from that reasoning in itself and how it ended too, mm-hmm. where it was like he still showed humanity. So oh, remember to put flowers on Aldron. We didn't even speak about the mouse Aldron. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But um, yeah. Um, and it just it just that that last sentence hits. I was just bawling, bro. I was just, honestly, I was in tears. And I was like, shit, you know, this person who has, you know, he's, as he said, like, in from the book, oh, you know, at least maybe I'm the only first mentally disabled person that's actually achieved something, you know. I've written a famous report and there's this whole um, um, aspect of science that's named after my, me. Wow. But he's, and he still strives to be smart. And it's like, it was sad in itself. Mm. And I feel like um, I just... It just felt like my uncle was just speaking to me throughout this book. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm probably going to... I'm nearly in tears now, bro. But, yeah, that's um, beautiful, man. But, yeah, so that's why it's a 10, 10 for me. 10. And that's why I'd probably... I'm not going to... I'd recommend and read this book. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to read it again. It's yeah. just... Yeah. No, no, I... Wow, well, like... Um, yeah, beat that, Zach. Well, I'm going to keep it short because... For me... Um, for me... It was a nine. Um, mm. I didn't have quite the emotional connection that you had, Ruben. I do have a cousin in a similar kind of position to Charlie in a sense that, you know, um, we know that he that he's that he's like trying his his best to like excel in a way that he sees his other cousins doing and stuff. But um, due to like no fault of his own. Uh, he he has to live at i guess his own pace um but yeah i just feel like the book in terms of how it was written how how it kind of took you 
at the pace that it wanted to um, throughout was just really well measured by the author. And I think um, it's a really like redeeming story about, I guess, humanity. And it's not even in a cliche way. Like it really does, I think, um, open up a lot of questions. And we've talked a lot about a lot of tangential things in this um, podcast but I really feel like at the root of it all it's really like a story of like humanity and um and I guess just our attempts to like understand understand it you know mm, and and to actually remember that um they are human I think a lot of people um, often forget that just because they can't express this if if the person can't express themselves in the same way doesn't mean that they're not any more human than anyone else you know and i think that was one of the resounding like um messages from that book that yeah just because he's mentally disabled it's not a a reason to mistreat them it's not a reason to see them as lesser um and i'm not gonna lie i remember when we were younger and stuff trim you know we used to like um, laugh at my uncle you know because he was different and we used to be a bit loud we'll just if you ever heard this guy sneeze, it's just like, it's mad. It sounds like a trumpet, but because he just didn't understand like social norms. Mm. Um, and then as I grew up, I felt guilty for the feeling like that. But it's like, naturally, I feel like as humans, we just automatically do that. And I think that's wrong. And I think like just reading this book, it just made me remember like, but you know, fuck. Yeah. Mm. It's like we were saying in the beginning, it's about, about fitting in, it's about being more, intelligent quote-unquote but yeah man it's but mad the book is yeah the book is a good recommendation i guess 100 we have some taking recommendations more often trust me that's a very beautiful recommendation yeah thank you derek honestly that was that was honest if you if you listen still but um thank you <laughs> well, thank you we'll send him a message yeah, and yeah, uh it had the link but yeah um <laughs> for our next book what are we gonna read boys who's next is it was the last one? No. Do you, I was uh, my idea was reading each other's theses from uni. Fuck that. And then also we each send each other our our uh, fucking dissertations and we basically add we we have our own hot takes of other people's. Um, so you want to read two essays? And I want to read your architecture thing. Listen, let's see your little now. little things. My fucking <laughs> Zach's experience my is so bad. <laughs> I don't. I, I but that's what it'll be con- good content, man. Come on. <laughs> Huh? I mean, listen. Do you want to do that or not? Do you want to get just reading the book and then we? Because it's the last part of the year. I don't, I don't year, mind. I don't mind. You know. We're gonna have, we're I gonna don't have mind. A break off, what's your one? What's your one about? I want to hear that. Um, it's actually make it short, please. It's a site. Which one? <laughs> Um, because I've got my master's thesis. Oh my god! Um, no, your your favorite one? My favorite one. Oh, I'll give you the. I, bro, I thought it was jokes. No, I thought it was jokes. I got the um. A freeway in in Scotland. It's called that. A, th- a what? A freeway in Scotland. It's, got it's e- about um stickleback fish and it's a multi hybrid zones like evolutionary evolutionary genetics, evolutionary ecology. Alright, it's actually it's interesting. A, it's funny. It's this. kind of funny too. Alright, cool. Oh, how long? Is, how how long? It's like eight thousand words, which is I'm not gonna lie. You you can read that in like twenty minutes. Okay, mine's fifteen thousand. What? And it's all shit, so no. Kenan could have that one. 
Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna we do we do I'm little... still in uni, like I got wets to my <laughs> meeting today, so let's not No, that's why I said the thesis is short. It's actually very short. The book we just read was like over a hundred thousand words. But then know? there's gonna be no there's gonna be no like mutual because like if I read yours no and he's not uh, read yeah yours. I've read mine haven't I yeah but he's yeah, but, not read it yeah but you want to read it again, and I've not read the one that he's it's gonna be uh, a, like, let's just read one do you know what I mean what no bro let's just read a book yeah what? no come on let's do the thesis that'd be good alright maybe we did for the actually that no, might be it might be like the Biff and Chip one that's flop yeah Jeez, so, well I was about to say that on air but... <laughs> oh no no it didn't flop <laughs> go, 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 go listen to that one still no, I, I, I think the next book should be the recommendation that pops up in the comments. On the comments. Okay, so we're here now. We might as well just yeah. let's pick. Let's pick this. Fuck. You get Twitch. Twitch. And <laughs> please video alive. We're on video. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, um, we need to. So there's back to black. We're telling. No, that's long. Um, it's actually ne- Ken Day Andrews, mad. Yeah, he's um. Excessive to war? No, that's a bit sciencey. But I said no. Wait, this is a discussion. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson, bro. <laughs> Democracy. You, you wanna, where is it? Go do on. You wanna, do you want to? Okay. What was it? Like, on. Give me, give me a name, and I want to type it up. And see right. Um, we're not, really read- <laughs> we're not. We're not reading Ken Day Andrews one, by the way. Why? I, no, I've read it. Hold on. Why okay. are we choosing this right now? We just. Nah? I mean, we, we don't hit. We don't hit. Okay, say no, the this, options. This, say this, options I've got please. the options in it. All right, go on. Um, the will to change by Bell Hooks, mm. and Gingerbread. I've read that before. By who? Oh, this guy's read a lot of books. No, I said I've heard this one. Gingerbread. No, no. Oh, Gingerbread. Who's that by? Um, I'm not. I'm not even. You know what? We we actually linked it. But we hadn't even read it. You know, it's one of those books we we put up. You see the books? Mm. Like, oh, read Gingerbread. Skinhead. Should we read Skinhead? By who? That's my, yeah. The, um, I want to read that. Uh, by Nick Wright Knight. Nick Knight. That book, I bought that when I was in second Have year. you read it? I have read it. But, but it's not my favourite books. It's, but it's like a, it is, I think we should read it. We can discuss it regardless. What is it? It's Nick's debut publication Ooh, that presents the unfiction vision of Skinhead it's, it's, culture from the early 80s. Yeah, it's like, it's like his research, but he, he talks about not only what, but the where. Yeah. But also the kind of, uh, like how they were perceived, one mm. as well, and how the the kind of that fashion transcended past, or because that whole fashion wasn't based off the skinhead like um, politics. It kind of that's not what they that's that's what they wore. You understand? So should we, should we read it then? We could. I think. We, I think yeah, we, I'll be on that. I still. think we would actually enjoy it a lot more than yeah. than I think we know. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Like yeah. a, like a I'm, I'm not gonna. It's not a book I would actually pick book, up. Or is it a novel? No, it, it's. What do you say? It's a what? Is it like a research book or like a novel? It's a research book. All right, so but, it, it, but it has narrative yeah. to it. So, oh, uh, okay. So next book, guys, we're reading Skinhead by Nick Knight. Damn, um, fashion book. I like it. It's a fashion book. It's basically a fashion book. Oh yeah, yeah. that's light. Yeah, yeah, that's not, It's that's thin not, as well. Not. It's easy to read. Yeah, that's quick, calm. But the pictures in there says. No, it, don't say it's thin, man. No, but it's 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 quite it's documentary in its way. Because we don't want to bail. No, but it, 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 there's a lot of things you can talk about, especially like okay. race and, and even British culture. In a way, we. Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's it's, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't know. I, it's not a book I actually pick up. I don't think Zach would pick up too. Um, Zach, I think Zach would read it. I think I can. Like, he wears Doc Martens. The fucking Doc Martens <laughs> is in the book, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, it's too bad you wear Doc Martens too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true actually. So but, um, yeah, so let's yeah, that's our book, Nick Knight. Um, by oh what skinhead <laughs> by nick knight um so yeah 
Peace. Okay, but before we go, bro, this is long, man. Go on. Um, we got what two episodes left? If we can say that. Last one. This is last one's next. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. that's it then. That's done. All right, don't worry. We can skip that bit. All right. Alright, tada. <laughs> Peace. Right, cool, it's bye. not a book club podcast. It's 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 not a book club.